0: We're here. We're back.
1: We've been on a three-week hiatus here. The Tony and Mad Max show has returned June 19th. It's a Sunday. Juneteenth, actually.
0: Long time.
1: Very long time, man.
0: Got sick with COVID two weeks ago. um, And then I went on vacation right after that.
1: Yeah, so some big news. I don't know if you want to mention it on the show, but you have yeah, some
0: Yeah, I got engaged.
1: That's so, right, man. Congratulations on that, man. How was the celebration?
0: Oh, it's been swell. Really swell, very very exciting times ahead. <clears throat>
1: you went but up to Maine.
0: <laughs> you have to Bar Harbor, Maine, yep.
1: uh took it it took, fun some, as well. took some adventurous pictures.
0: Oh my goodness, yeah. Lots of lobster too.
1: Yeah, I saw that. You had to celebrate to the fullest. So when, when are you planning everything? When is the official date here?
0: We haven't even, like, we, have, we don't have a date yet, but the planning pretty much has begun. <coughs> you know? So it's just going to be a wild ride from now until the actual day.
1: It's big, though. Dude. Like, I, I I was surprised, but I wasn't surprised. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you've been with your girlfriend for... A long time, like since high school, right?
0: Yeah, since high school, all through college. Yeah,
1: so I, I wasn't surprised, but at the same time, I was because it just came out of the blue, out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But, but we're uh, here.
0: I like to um. <clears throat> before I left on vacation, you did a um, uh, you did a um interview with um, uh, with um uh, Mugsy Bogues. Oh yeah, the um smallest man to ever play in the NBA, um. I only watched like maybe like like the tail end of it. I think like mm-hmm. the last like 15 minutes or so. Yeah. But I was wondering like, because he's a pretty big name, you know, like he, I don't know if he's a hall of famer or not, but he's a pretty big name amongst, you know, NBA circles. <clears throat> so like, what was like, like the most, like, like, like most interesting thing that you found out about Muggsy from that interview that you I took th- away from.
1: I think it was just like the pressure that he faced and the fact that he is in an NBA Hall of Famer based on like what he accomplished and his size, because there were years that he averaged a double double in the league and, you know, injuries kind of took a reckoning to his career early on because he had knee injury problems, especially when he was with the Warriors. He couldn't even play at certain times, but just learning about his life story and growing up in, in Baltimore and him being shot when he was five years old and he still has the, the bullet in his arm. There were just so many things that I I learned about him from him playing overseas, winning the USA gold medal. The I think that was probably one of the most interesting things that I learned about him was the fact that he won the USA Olympics the last time before it was all pros because he was still in college because before the dream team, all the players that played for us in the USA Olympics were in college.
0: Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. So he was the last
1: one to achieve that.
0: That's interesting. So he was. It was he more like an eighties player, or like a nineties player.
1: He he was more of a nineties player,
0: like an early nineties, the yeah. late nineties. Because you think, because you think of the dream team. The dream team was um, ninety two. So yeah. probably yeah, the nineties.
1: He was just getting his start going in the league, like around then. So like really, like putting himself on the map. I'd say around that time, actually, especially with the Charlotte Hornets.
0: Yeah, but um. You were talking about the the um Charlotte organization and how it like didn't move a bunch of times.
1: Yeah, it, it moved to New Orleans and then it moved back to Charlotte.
0: Yeah, but then uh, but then I guess they made the Pelicans like right like right after they left.
1: Yeah, they changed the name to the Pelicans and then they they were able to get the rights back to the Hornets because they were the Charlotte Bobcats.
0: Yeah, the Charlotte Bobcats. <laughs> I think that team was still owned by um uh, by. By um uh, MJ. And yeah. then and then they changed it back to the Charlotte Hornets, who we have now with LaMelo Ball leading the helm there. So Who, who
1: the Knicks should have got. And if you think about the, the whole Hornets situation, because I was talking about him being a coach in the league because he did coach the WNBA, the Sting at a time. I said, how mm-hmm. about if you had the opportunity to coach in the NBA, head coaching-wise? He said he would only do it if the... Hornets had an opening and offered him a position. Well, it looks like that position opened because Kenny hey, Atkinson Dickinson turned down the no. job. Yep. <laughs>
0: hey, so well, maybe, uh, maybe maybe they'll call Muggsy, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Or, or maybe the Nets will, will call Kenny Atkinson back and <laughs> hook your no, man please, Steve Nash out I'm of there. The-
0: the pipe dream I'm not even like dude like I was watching the NBA playoffs and like I'm just in the NBA finals and I'm just like damn I really want really to not think about Brooklyn right now talk about a team in the dark
1: they have have a lot to do this offseason and and you know what this was a great win for the Golden State Warriors because you know why they didn't need that cupcake all the people on Twitter especially KD himself were, was saying all the Warriors aren't going to win. All the, they, they need Katie, really? Because Curry and Clay won before Katie got there and they won after he left. Yep. Can't so stand guess, them.
0: So we do have the new NBA champion,
1: the Golden State Warriors.
0: Golden State Warriors, four, four championships in what's been like eight years. Yeah. What a run by Steve Kerr, who. Catapulted this whole this whole operation started with Mark Jackson before Kerr. Mark Jackson was not going to be the winning coach that they needed, but he definitely developed that system in time for Steve Kerr to come in and bring that winning attitude, so they could win four titles in eight years. Um, they were one of the worst teams in in in, in the sport the past two years. You know, he won Curry was,
1: games last year.
0: Yeah. The, Steph Curry was injured, you know, Klay Thompson, obviously he was out for the past couple of years with the ACL injury and um, yeah, it's, it's been really, it's been a, a long time coming to, but you had a, a feeling that they were going to be making it back because they just have that, they have that stable foundation like the Chiefs in the NFL, like like the Dodgers in, in, in the MLB, like it's a stable system that is run through with winning personnel on the field and um, just great front office people. You know, the own between the owner, the GM, the president of basketball operations um, and Steve Kerr, they really have a system that can be trusted and can win and can can win titles like almost every year steph curry of mind you was only 34 years old so he's not some like grizzled veteran no like he still got some he still has juice in there
1: he'll be back too mm
0: Mm-hmm. and he finally has his finals mvp which is always good but it's it it just it, it, it it just makes sense dude the Warriors are just that team that just knows how to get it done. Everybody was calling the Everybody was calling the Phoenix Suns like like the freaking next great team in this in this league, and they and just they get, they get and they choke. Who they lose to? They, they lost to Dallas. Yeah, lost to Dallas Mavericks, and of course the Mavericks get whipped by Golden State. So, I thought there was
1: hope there at a the time, but you know, not just can't do all the work himself
0: and like i don't want to say that the nba playoffs are now turning into a crapshoot because i think it all depends on who's who's healthy and who's getting hot you know but i like and the better teams some m- most of the times still win like golden state Pro- golden state was probably was probably still the best team in, in the western conference i agree I think that I think that if they went up against Phoenix head to head in a series, I think they're going to say what it would have won.
1: Exactly, anyway, especially how Jordan Poole was playing too.
0: Now the Boston Celtics situation, I think that's just them getting hot at the right time, and I think that the Celtics were, were just a great team, headlined by a great, great, great defensive scheme, and it's fun seeing. The Boston Celtics get beaten down, considering what they did to my Nets. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm seeing a lot on social media right now about it, 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 we're back at it again, dude. This time it's about Jason Tatum <laughs> and that big word, that big L word, like that. That just is just abused on social media on ESPN. All these pundits they say it that. Big L word, you know that L word,
1: loss, loser. What is it? Legacy. Legacy.
0: I mean, why? Why are we discussing legacy with these young players? Like Jason Tatum is what, like twenty six?
1: Yeah, he's he's around that age.
0: Like pretty young, got a lot left in him. He's in his the prime of his career. Why are we talking about legacy? why because he was like comparing himself to kobe because he because he because he he, he wanted to be kobe like okay everybody wanted to be kobe like i just don't get why we can't just celebrate players that achieve success it's a successful season if you make it if you make it to the nba finals why are we why are we throwing down players that to who just who just lose isn't lost like like a part of sports
1: yeah it is i can't even like, watch espn and listen to sports radio anymore it's all biased now there's never any clear cut you know just decisions and opinions it's just all based on how they feel about a certain player
0: try and try try looking on twitter dude ever see the ever see the um uh, the um uh, comment threads on on some of these tweets?
1: Oh yeah, it's, they're savage. It's outrageous. They go all
0: I think that Twitter really exposed who the true toxic fan bases are and some of the real toxic fans, dude. And it really just makes you sour on 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 some of these teams. Who would you say is the most toxic
1: fan? <laughs> would you say it's the Knicks?
0: <laughs> the Knicks. I say now. Here's the thing. I think that when we say toxic fan base, it can't be generalized. There's toxic fans
1: in every fan in, base.
0: Yeah, individually, dude. there's toxic. There's toxic jazz fans. It's on, in every on every single team and in any sport. Toxic Browns fans, you know.
1: With a toxic quarterback.
0: Yeah, but. That's beside the point. Like, uh, why are we fixated on how Jason Tatum's career is going to end up? When literally, he led his team on a on a on a magical run that beat the Nets, beat beat the defending champion Bucks, beat the Heat, and yes, he ran into a a a dynastic juggernaut in Golden State and guess what he lost like why are we like pounding on this guy
1: yeah I, I don't get why people are making the decision to really go out his legacy like that but because he he he's another one he can be back he's still got a lot left in the tank he's got a great team around him I think the team just choked to be honest because the, the Celtics were in some of these games especially early on I was like I, when the I Celtics really think- when the Celtics beat Golden State in the in the first game, and then you saw how they were playing in like game game three, game four, and that they were in these games, I was like, "Oh, well, I think the Celtics could they possibly win here if they keep up this play."
0: They could. I they they, they, they had a shot. If, if you're did. one nothing, dude, you're almost in the freaking driver's seat. I still think that game two is one of the most important games of any seven game series.
1: Mm. So and they collapse clear. in that game.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's where the I think that's where the, the turning
1: point happened.
0: The, the turning point happened. The tide turned for Golden State. But like nobody can lose anymore. Nobody can have any sort of hiccup and nobody can have any sort of any sort of like bump in the road. You gotta go all the way and just bludgeon teams. You gotta be like Kobe, who wins five titles. And yes, Kobe lost one. Kobe lost one final. Did he lose one final? Yeah, he did to mm-hmm. uh, to Boston in two thousand eight. And is that the only final he lost?
1: I'm pretty sure, yeah. But because I remember that Boston one, that was the so Rondo like, Pierce Garnett years.
0: Exactly. Like Kobe lost a final, but Michael Jordan didn't didn't lose any final. But Michael Jordan lost a ton of first rounds, like. Like, players lose, like, again, like, and I'm separating player and team. Like, teams lose. Why can't the conversation be, wow, Boston really turned a lot of heads? Because they were, they were, like, in the in the seventh or eighth seed on, on Christmas Day. And then they stormed to get the two seed. They were at two, and then they and then they pretty much they 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 bludgeon the nets and beat the defending champs and <laughs> then beat them. the Miami Heat. Yeah, and they beat the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. Why are we celebrating that? No, we're talking about legacy. I don't get it. And it, and it honestly, like it honestly like 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 ruins sports a little bit. It just does.
1: I really don't know why they're going so hard on Tatum. The only thing I can think of is because he's the face of that team and he's got a lot of pressure on him. It's kind of like Mello with the Knicks. Or you got Julius Randle here. Well, I'll tell you what. Julius Randle deserves his criticism because he stinks. He played like an all – he made the all-star team yep. the year before you this last
0: year. And you bring up Mello because you are right. S- social media, you know, sports network, sports radio, it's all about bias. yeah. Carmelo Anthony is loved. Carmelo Anthony can really do no wrong. But when he was with the Knicks, oh, it's the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the front office's fault. It's Phil Jackson's fault. He had no good players around him. You know, it's Christoph Porzingis can't stay healthy. Stoudemire can't stay healthy. It's not Melo. Melo is the NBA's golden child. Like, like I feel as though that's
1: changed as recent, though, because when Melo left, he was made out to be the bad guy.
0: I don't know, dude. Like I, I see on social media all the time. Like there's so much that there's so much d- disrespect on on, on, on Melo's name. Like, and 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 they and they try to like, they, they try to raise him up. There's big bias for for Melo on social media. They love Carmelo.
1: Speaking of Melo, did you hear that the Knicks may be bringing him back this summer?
0: I wouldn't be surprised.
1: You know considering- what?
0: I'd be all for it.
1: Give me something Consid- to watch.
0: Considering that, you know, they're probably going to trade Randall, so they'll need some sort of, like, they need some sort of attraction. I mean, I like R.J. Barrett, but is he really, like, an attraction? Not really yet.
1: He, he's more of your, like, grounded pound. He's like a Tim Duncan in, in, in the terms of that. Not play-wise, play I'm talking how he plays. He kind of yeah. just just goes out there and does his job.
0: And uh, he can't start, mellow. He's not going to start. No,
1: he's going to be coming off the bench. And you know, I, I think they should sign him. It, it, it give it'll give us that nostalgia feeling. It'll give us something to watch. Randall has to go. And you know what? I'm reading all these mock drafts and in, in the papers that these reporters are coming up with about the Knicks potentially trading up for the fourth pick with the Kings to get that fourth pick overall. They need to do it to get Jaden ivy because you know what team needs a starting point guard and most of all this team needs to do something we're not I can't go with a number another summer when we sign all these players like Reggie Bullock that terrible summer after we didn't get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving We I don't want another summer like that and I don't want another summer like last year. Freaking Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier. And you know how I felt about Evan Fournier's contract. i would be trading him in, with the quickness if an opportunity arose there. I can't stand him. I think he's overrated. I, I don't want another summer like that. I want... This is the summer we make a move. You trade up for a pick or you get a big player in here. Whether it's via trade, whatever Or it Donovan
0: is. Mitchell. Because Donovan yeah. Mitchell has been begging. Donovan Mitchell is at almost every... At almost every Met game... He's in New York. He goes around all all, all the sites. You see, you, you, you see him everywhere. How is he not like... How has he not gone up to like... How has he not gone to the freaking Jazz and been like, yeah, you, you got to like, just send me to New York. Send me to New York.
1: Exactly. It, it, it all makes sense. You know, he, he's, he's from the area. He, his parents work in the Mets organization. So... Let's get it done I, and you know what I, I'm so sick and tired of the Jalen Brunson rumors really Jalen Brunson I don't want him I want a freaking point guard in the draft that will lead this team to the future Jaden Ivy please can we give a rookie a chance the Damian Lillard that that's been I'm so tired of hearing about Damian Lillard that's never going to happen that's clipped. So let's move forward here, Jaden and Ivy, and you trade for a star freaking player. And you know who else you let go this summer? Because I think he's an overrated oaf, Mitchell Robinson. Oh, Robinson. Yeah, because he's fragile. He is so freaking fragile like glass. He'll get that contract, and watch, he'll break his leg, and that'll be the end of him. Because uh, you know what, you, well, anytime then, anyone gets paid, they forget how to play.
0: Well, who is your, um, your your um, your starting center next year?
1: that that's going to be an, an issue. We're going to may have to pick someone up a free agency or unless you want to make or New a New he, he's got to go. He didn't even play last year. Remember he got in a fight with his agent. <laughs> he was yeah, suing his well, agent.
0: Well, he kind of did get paid, dude. He got, he got, he, 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 got the multi-year contract.
1: Yeah. Robbed the organization with, with no ski mask <clears throat> and, and just came in right in, in the sort he didn't do anything this year.
0: There are a lot of players on the Knicks last year that that sort of robbed the team.
1: Yeah, Fournier, Kemba Walker, we can go right down. The Randall, team. Randall robbed the team. We gave him a contract, and he forgot how to play like his old self, his twenty twenty self.
0: And no ski mask. They just he walked right in. They handed him the money. They said, "Get on the floor." Yeah, he was on.
1: <laughs> and Thibodeau, he's another one. I can't stand him because you know what? This is his last year with the Knicks. I have a feeling coaches get two they get two years really but because Thibodeau had that one great year where he brought us to the playoffs and I don't see like
0: are sure. you're really gonna get rid of Thibodeau
1: I want him to go I, I you know then, what hey I would take Kenny Atkinson in a minute I'd take Atkinson I, I would probably even take Mark Jackson at this rate I, I really wanted kid
0: no but dude Mark Jackson is just like it's just like a name now like And and it's been so long
1: since he's coached, too.
0: Yeah. Kenny Atkinson's good. But Thibodeau's here. Like, Thibodeau turned the whole franchise around.
1: Yeah, yeah. and then brought us back to the dumps last year with his freaking veteran lineups. Everyone on social media kept saying, play the kids, play the kids. And what happened when he did play Obi Toppin and Quickly and the rookies at the end of the year, they started winning games. Toppin was putting up 40 points, 30 points. Quickly was dropping triple-doubles. Mm-hmm. And he is—he wants to put in Fournier in garbage. And Alec Burks. Don't even get me started about Alec Burks.
0: Uh, have you heard any updates on football lately?
1: I've heard a couple updates here and there. You know, Zach Wilson playing okay in camp. There were a couple days he was throwing some picks. But then the other day I heard that he was going seven for seven. I heard Sauce Gardner picked him off and ran 100 yards back.
0: That's good. I mean, well. Again, like this is only like what was this OTAs?
1: Yeah, it's just OTAs.
0: So like, so training camp doesn't start till sometime next month. Um, we're we're getting closer, dude. Like, I really, 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 really am so hesitant on Sauce Gardner right now. I don't know why. Like, really? Because like, I'm not like saying that, that he'll suck, but like.
1: Because of the hype,
0: I oh, don't know, dude. Like he was drafted, what? what was he drafted Four?
1: Fourth overall,
0: cornerback. Uh, dude, he's going up against like, like all world receivers,
1: Tyreek Hill,
0: professional digs, professional football players, NFL players who have wicked speed. Can he? Can he keep up? Can he keep up? Because the 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 the, the jump. From college to, 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 to from college to the pros in, in football is massive. The speed is unmatched. Like college players just don't run as fast. They don't, <clears throat> and he's going up against great receivers because you can't put him on the on the um, uh, number two receiver. That no. makes no sense. You do drafted this guy in his spot to lock down Stephon Diggs. <clears throat> you know, like and um I'm sure we'll get a much better sense of things probably in late July, early August. Um, I'm excited for um, preseason to come because that's when we'll actually see these players. Hopefully no one gets hurt. That's gonna be a big friggin thing too yeah. the, the last thing you want is to have somebody twist an ankle.
1: Oh, then it's over. You know they're going to be sitting out the season.
0: I heard Kai that uh, has returned. <laughs> I was I was about to say I heard that Makai returned, and they're talking about a possible position change.
1: Oh, yeah, I did hear about that.
0: To where the right side, the right side. Oh, because they my want
1: because they want Fant to stay on the left side.
0: I mean, here's the thing: McKay is ineffective if if he is really just. That overweight and out of shape because it was that out of shapeness that got him injured. Like, and you can't have that. No. Can't.
1: I'll give him a chance. I'm going to give him this year.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's a, listen, a former first round pick. He was turning heads as he was turning heads his rookie year. Last year didn't play a thing, he was useless. He's got to be a part of the formula because if you can't protect that quarterback, dude, none of this matters. None of this matters. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, they're useless. If their quarterback can't give them the ball useless.
1: I thought they should have put a little bit more into the offensive line. Just to be honest, Lincoln Tomlinson wasn't enough for my part. I think they needed a center.
0: Yeah, but they really filled up a lot of holes in the draft. The corner, wide receiver, pass rusher, they did a very good job. They did. Um, Next year, it's
1: going to be offensive line and linebacker. Mm -hmm. That's going to be their main needs next year, unless something else comes up that we don't know about. Say if Zach Wilson doesn't. Imagine if Zach Wilson is a complete flop this year.
0: If he's a complete flop this year, Then, um, then you're kind of in trouble. And I have a
1: scenario here.
0: What's that scenario?
1: And and people may not like it, but (laughs) you know I'm a big Baker guy. So oh boy, if Zach Wilson tanks this year and somehow Baker Mayfield still in the Browns and he hasn't been traded to the Panthers or any other team in the NFL. Do you make the move for Baker Mayfield? Do you like that's like a real like I, I I this is just all hypothetical. Say if Zach Wilson just bombs this year, what confidence are we going to have going into our third year that he's going to be any better from here? Because quarterbacks nowadays have to prove themselves within two years, at the most three. Daniel Jones is getting three.
0: It all just comes down to well, I think with Baker Mayfield. Don't forget, dude, the whole Deshaun Watson thing is still hanging over Cleveland's head. It was smart of them. It was smart of them to not cut Baker yet because Deshaun Watson may, may, may not even play.
1: He may not even play, but here's the thing is Baker Mayfield going to get on that field for him? Because you know what? If I'm Baker Mayfield, you know what I'm doing? Waving with one finger, <laughs> okay? Because oh, the way he, he treated me in the offseason.
0: But here's the thing, though. Let's say he does ride the bench. Are you, are you willing to take a risk like that? To trade him? To trade for him? I mean, if he plays... That's so ballsy. That is Tim Tebow written written all over it. Brett Favre, like, you know, bringing this guy in, thinking that you're going to get something great.
1: I mean, I I would bring him... If he plays, I would bring him in. Depending on Deshaun Watson's timetable. If Deshaun Watson's timetable is two years, then we're probably not going to get him. But if Watson doesn't receive any penalties or discipline from the league.
0: Very hard to believe. I mean, it's. There's so much stuff just getting thrown at them right now.
1: That's why I said, I said the Browns should have never traded for Watson. I said that you, you have. Maybe they
0: know something that we don't, But, but, but maybe, but maybe they know something that we don't because while they have had a history of losing, like, they have they, they have smart people there.
1: They do. I don't know. I just feel like they they got this wrong. If if these cases really become because it's all civil, but if it becomes criminal, and for some reason that there, a jury forms in this, who knows what's gonna? That's why I said that no team should touch him and just let it be because this guy he's got a lot of controversy around him, and and, it, and it's crazy because you know what? I was a Deshaun Watson fan when he played for. Clemson and won the, the national championship and was in it every year, especially against Alabama. I was a big Deshaun Watson fan and then seeing him in the tech, it's, it's hard to root for him now. It is because of everything surrounding his name and it just makes it difficult. Yeah. Like I, I believe because, you know, in this society, everyone's guilty in, in, until proven innocent. And we just as we saw in the Deshaun Watson or in the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard case, you know, Oh
0: no, you said, no, I think it's everybody's innocent until they're proven guilty.
1: Yeah, that's how it should be. But in today's society, it's guilty hey, until you're cool. proven innocent, especially just with like, social uh, media.
0: Just like um, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, R. Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> R. Kelly. <laughs> they, except they hope, except R. Kelly was R. Kelly was friggin' found guilty.
1: Yeah, but even then, you don't even know because it's social media. Social media sways people's opinions. So look at the Johnny Depp thing. Like that one day you'll have. Oh, I side with Amber Heard, and then and then in the next moment you'll see trending on Twitter. Oh, Johnny Depp, so uh, he's innocent,
0: and then you'll go right back to Johnny. Yeah, <laughs> because that's what. Uh, I don't know, dude. But if 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 Zach Wilson flops, well, here's the thing. In between the bow between both New York teams. The, the Giants have already anticipated Jones is gonna flop because they didn't give him his fifth year option. They're 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 ready. They're prepped. Plus, I think Joe Shane and Brian Dable are, are in no rush right now. No. They're not as they're not on the same level of readiness to compete as the Jets are. The Jets are ready. Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, they're ready to go. And they're confident in in, in in Wilson. But if Zach flops, man, it's you're home. talking about like scrambling for something because maybe there'll be a quarterback coming out of college. It all depends on how bad they are if he does flop because you still have to have a top 10 pick to get a quarterback, a good quarterback. Um, I don't, it all depends on who's, who's going to be traded in the offseason, a free agent quarterback. I mean, you already lost that lost out on trading for Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers did, did he did he sign a, 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 another big deal with Green Bay, or was just no. for one year?
1: He did yeah, he signed a big deal to retire there.
0: To retire there, yes. So you missed that on on possibly prying um, a rod from uh, from Green Bay, and um, I don't know who else who else is there's gonna be. I don't know. You could have traded for Deshaun Watson, but then that would have been a big black cloud over over MetLife Stadium. That would be, that would have been a freaking, excuse my French, a shit show.
1: It, no, it would have been. It would have been. And you know what? That is such a typical... <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, if you think about it, like a few years ago when you had McKagan mm. or Idzik in there, that's such a Jets move would be a trade for him.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know where they would go if he flopped. Like... You have to find a quarterback in college or just hope that somebody becomes available via trade market. Yeah. You know, I heard that Kyler Murray has not been too happy right now. Like, I don't know if the Cardinals betrayed Kyler Murray. I doubt it, considering that they had to pull a lot of strings to get into that spot to draft him. Um, but y- you really never know, dude. Like, we're not even in training camp yet. I still just have – I still have reservations on his on his throwing ability. I know that he has a strong arm, but, like, can he do it under pressure? And can he create a rapport with this offense? Because
1: and and the throw only less
0: quarterback, picks. <laughs> because the only quarterback that we saw that happen with was Mike White. I was at that Bengal check game, dude. I that. saw that offense flow. It was a thing of beauty. And then you put Wilson back in there and he was terrible. I mean, right. always, I mean, there's always Josh Johnson.
1: Oh, give me a break. <laughs> I mean, he's so, he's solid backup. But, I mean, Mike White, I, I don't know. The, the, I. I wasn't all hung up on that because that was Linsanity 2.0. Let's be honest. It was, here. It,
0: it, it was Linsanity. But it was nice that the Jet Bands had...
1: Something to root for.
0: Yeah, for a short time. I remember that Colts game on Thursday night. Like The anticipation
1: was, was through the roof.
0: Mm-hmm. For one series, then Mike White gets hurt. Yeah, he got, his <laughs> hand got injured. No, no, no two series yeah because he's because because he, he drove on the first, first series yeah then he went back out there and then he got hurt
1: and he threw a touchdown yeah. on the second drive the drive he got injured on
0: i remember people calling mike white the next tom brady like oh my goodness yeah, like, <laughs> freaking wilson is freaking drew is, is zach wilson is, is, is drew bledsoe and mike white's tom brady like Oh boy, it was over. It was over before it was. It was over before it was even enjoyed, really.
1: I'll tell you what: If Zach Wilson's struggling this season, you think they throw Mike White in there, or they put? I don't want to see another game of Flacco. Keep him on the bench, please. I I just don't want to see this guy (sighs) because he hasn't won a game as a backup quarterback for the Jets. Who? For Joe Flacco.
0: For Joe Flacco? I just don't I mean, want to
1: see him on the field for the Jets. If Zach Wilson has to be taken out of the game, just put Mike White in, please.
0: They brought back Mike White, right?
1: Yeah. I think they know something they don't, that we, <laughs> I think they may know something that we don't. They're keeping around for some reason.
0: Mm Mhm. I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. (laughs) But um,
1: you want to get into baseball real quick or hockey? Because the Rangers was that was heartbreaking. I'll
0: I'll bring up the Rangers. Like the Rangers out, that sucked. But we could do we could do a little bit of the baseball.
1: How about the Yankees? Just just go. Let's let's take a little flashback here. Before the season even started well, with these Yankee fans.
0: Well, don't forget the two New York teams, man.
1: Leading the way.
0: I think that the Mets make sense that, that they're playing that that they're playing really great. It's the manager, it's the players, everything's clicking, you know, it's what happens. But that makes sense.
1: Without the Grom and Scherzer in there too. I think
0: that the Mets are just a better, are just a more talented team than any other team in, in the, um uh, in the um uh, NL. I just think they are. Yeah. I think that, that I think that they're better than the Padres and, and they're better than the Dodgers. Not by really
1: much. that, that is, that's a hot I take. So. right
0: there. So, Yeah. Better than the Dodgers, but like not by much, but it's definitely one and two.
1: Yeah. But I'll tell you what helps is Mookie Betts, injury. Like that's, That's a crushing blow for the Dodgers, and the Mets could take advantage of that.
0: Absolutely. But you brought the Yankees too, and then you you could go on with what you were saying.
1: Like, like I'm just so tired of it when I look back and I hear all the Yankee fans complain. Not you, but like all the Yankee fans on Twitter. I complain too. Very little. And it's just like, like how do you feel about your damn team now? I mean, you got people calling Nestor Cortez. The freaking best pitcher in New York. Give me a damn break, because once Degrom gets back here, it, and if he's playing the way he was before he got injured, we know who the best pitcher in New York is. I'm so sick of hearing about Nestor Cortez and all the and all the Yankee fans just thinking back to it. Oh, this team needs. Oh, they didn't do anything in the offseason. They didn't get Correa. They missed out on all these big time free agents, really. And you know what's even ticking me off even more? The fact that Yankee fans are calling to trade for Juan Soto. You need Juan Soto on top of what you have right now.
0: You're the best well, freaking start, team I'll in see,
1: baseball record wise. You don't need Juan Soto.
0: I'll say this. During the off season, you, you got to understand something like. It, it, the Yankee team last year got embarrassed at Fenway Park in, in the wild card game. And you go into the off season saying that you need major changes on your roster. And the only really made one big trade. And that was the Donaldson and kind of a left foot trade that got Gary Sanchez out of here. That was it.
1: Yeah. And then you got Carpenter in here.
0: Yeah. So they made, then they made little minor moves here and there, but in sort of in terms of big moves, that was it.
1: Donaldson. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, it's, it's a combination of like a, of a lot of things, dude. I think um just the way that, that 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 the team carries itself is a little bit different than last year. Um there's I think that when Aaron Boone, the manager, was offered his 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 um his his three year contract extension. I wouldn't be surprised if the front office was like, hey, you got to start. We got to get some more length out of these starters here. We, we, we got to let these guys flow. And we, we've been seeing some of it. I think that the pitching has helped a lot because pitching pitching always wins. Good pitching is always going to get you wins. You know, and there's sometimes where the Yankees don't hit, sometimes where they do hit, but it always helps when you've got a pitcher that shuts down the other team. That's a big difference. Plus, I think that they just they're not as reliant on on the home run per se. They still hit a lot of home runs, they lead baseball in home runs, but they also like don't give up that many runs because that's from the pitching. And also from the defense, the defense has been, has been sharpened again. It's just different. Like, I I don't know where this team would be right now. If per se, they were fighting for a playoff spot right now. Like if they were where like Tampa is or Boston is who were like maybe two or two or two games back in the wild card. Mm. I don't know how, how they would handle things. It's different when you're in the spot that you're in. Same thing with the Mets, too. You always you you always think about perspective. When you're that high up in the division, you could you could do things that you wouldn't be able to do if you were in the thick of it. It's different. Yeah. But I think some things were changed up in the offseason internally. I think that um the mindsets changed. Some coaches were fired. Um, the Yankees fired um, their um, third base coach Phil Nevin, who was honest, who was uh, who was actually managing the Angels right now, um, and they fired two of their hitting coaches. Yep, and they brought a new swath of hitting of of, of hitting coaches. Um, um, they got a new third base coach who happens to be Luis Rojas. <laughs>
1: Of course. I don't miss him, by the way. You can have him.
0: So they so they changed up the coaching staff a little bit. They tightened up the defense. The pitching has been better. And the hitting has kind of been a little bit more full circle here. You know, plus you got. I know that people start talking about strength of schedule for both Mets and Yankees. Especially Yankees, I've been hearing that a lot too. About oh, they're, they're their schedule so easy. There's a lot of bad teams in baseball. If you notice that, there is so many bad teams. The Mets are playing the Marlins right now. They should be wiping the floor with yeah. them every single game. The Nationals are a bad team. The Phillies are an embarrassment to mankind. Like
1: the Braves like, apparently came out of nowhere
0: and won all these games. They went on like a thirteen game win streak. But when three, but, but when three out of the five teams in your division are just hot trash, it, it, you're going to win a ton of games. You just are. And then you've got the Pirates, the Cubs, um, the Rockies, the um, the um, uh, Diamondbacks—bad teams, really, really bad teams. So really, you're only talking about the Braves, the Brewers, the Cardinals, the Dodgers, and the um, Padres. Mm-hmm. Everybody else sucks. Like, bad. And in the American League, oh, boy.
1: The Guardians.
0: Well, the Guardians are actually pretty good this year. They're in the wild card right now. But really bad teams, like, well, the Orioles are, are actually actually play playing well. Yeah, They play well, but they're not that good of a team the Tigers Tigers Royals um the Angels fell off a cliff the Oakland who were averaging like 12,000 people a game I didn't bring up the Reds too in um oh, their the National league yeah who also average um who also averaged like 10 11 thousand people a game awful awful I, I feel so bad for that city right now. And Oakland, for that matter. Athletics. Um, The Rangers, too, are pretty bad. And they spent all that money, too, on, like, Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager. $100 million contracts. Guys can't play. They suck. Yeah, I don't get that at all then the White Sox have dropped off a little bit too. They're not, they're not, they're not, they're not leading the, the um, division.
1: Tony Larusa.
0: <laughs> Tony La has been a, been, been a freaking, been a freaking crackhead over there. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a lot of bad teams. There's going to be a lot of hundred lost seasons. It's, it's really the state of baseball right now. Like, You've got owners that that just don't care. Uh, the freaking Reds owner doesn't give a damn. No. He, just, he just trades off good players. You know, puts on like... Let's Bauer walk lineups. to the
1: Dodgers. Hmm? He let Bauer walk to the Dodgers.
0: Yep, yeah, Bauer walked to the Dodgers. He trades off uh, Eugenio Suarez. He, he traded off a ton of people. I think he kept Mike Moustakis. Yeah. He let Nicholas Castellanos go. Went to um, the Phillies. Went to the Phillies and Joey Votto, which is rotting away over there in Cincinnati. He's going to trade Luis Cast- Castillo and friggin' uh, Tyler Maley. Um, Probably by the trade, the trade deadline. deadline. Huh?
1: Probably by the trade deadline.
0: Yeah, they'll be gone. But there's a lot of bad teams. Really bad teams. And what are you really supposed to do? Not play them? Do the games on your schedule. Exactly. But that's really – I think that's the state of baseball right now. Do I – I mean, like, the Yankees are playing – the Yankees are playing the Blue Jays today. Um, Don't know if they'll win or not. I mean, like, if it's really really hard to sweep the Blue Jays, especially in Toronto. So, I don't know. And probably the Blue Jays will probably find a way to win today because they definitely need a win. So, We'll see what happens throughout the rest of the way here. Um, hope for the best, dude. Yeah. Knock on wood. All that. <laughs> but um, yeah. So are you ready to do the socials?
1: Yeah, man. You can do it first.
0: All righty. So my Instagram is at T-A-N-O-O-C-H-96. Once again, at T-A-N-O-O-C-H-96.
1: You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at The Real Max at T-H-E-R-E-E-L-M A X. Again, T-H-E-R-E-E-L-M A X. You can check out all of our previous shows on this YouTube channel right here, Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, through 365, all that podcasts and iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. You can check us out there on all those platforms. Check out the website, maxcoglin.com, M-A-X-C-O-U-G-H-L-A-N.com. Check out the episodes there. Yeah, but it feels good to be back. We'll be back every weekend, either Saturday or Sunday, same time, yeah. like around 10 p.m. And, you know, recapping the the latest in sports and just looking forward to these upcoming baseball games and training camp getting underway and and then the NBA draft coming up. Can't forget about that.
0: Perfect. So thank you guys for tuning in. Be safe. Get vaccinated, please. Wear a mask. Be Stay healthy. Go out and take a walk. It's the summertime. So, thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great rest of your weekend. So long.
1: So long.